breaking. This is breaking news. Breaking news from the Athletic. How about them Cowboys? Indeed. The Cowboys wasted no time. They seem to have secured Amari in Dallas for the next five years. $100 million going to Amari Cooper's pockets, $60 million of that guaranteed, and that new franchise quarterback who was just franchised earlier today is probably a pretty happy guy. So welcome back into About Them Cowboys for this little breaking news edition. And not even an hour ago, we were talking about Byron Jones leaving the Cowboys. But we also said on that episode that Amari's the guy that they want. Amari's the guy that they want to keep. So welcoming in John Mashoda and KT Turner here to the show. And KT, I'm a little surprised that they were able to get this done so quickly. What about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was hoping they would have it done by the deadline this morning, but for them to go get that done, and we kind of knew Byron wasn't going to happen, uh, it's almost, if you want to look at it that way, you could say, hey, well, they chose Amari Cooper over Byron. You could look at it that way. But I think when you look at some of the raw numbers and you kind of go, okay, five at 100 for Amari Cooper, $60 million guaranteed. So it's really a three-year deal for $60 million for now. I think we should look at it that way first. Um, but since he's been here, you know, tied for first in the league in receiving touchdowns, fifth in the NFL in receiving yards since he's been here, the quarterback is uh, up around 70% completion percentage or, or nearly to 70% completion percentage with him on the field. Those are huge things and so important for this offense. So really it feels like only one more ball left to drop and it's whatever happens with Randall Cobb whether that happens or not I guess if you want to include Witten in that conversation you can but you know this is offense that was first in the league in yards last year and it was a passing offense that was second in the league and putting up almost 300 yards a game so the offense is ready to rock you just need to you know figure out what's going to happen at that extra wider receiver spot with you know Randall Cobb and a little you know a few tinkering uh, roster, you know, moves that you can make along the way, but I feel really good about the offense with Amari Cooper there, and I don't know if I could tell you I, I would feel the same way if he wasn't a part of this. I don't know how you feel about that, John. K- KT, we actually have some breaking news here. Um, Randall Cobb to to the Texans. Three Whoa. three years, $27 million, 18.75 guaranteed. That comes from uh, wow. James good for Jones. Him. Yeah. Yeah, good uh, for him. Ian Rappaport uh, doubled, that, doubled down on that. So, goodbye, Cobb. And thank you for doing it during the podcast. That is that that is really good for him, considering, and that that tells you how good of a signing that was last year for the Cowboys at one year and five million to get Cobb in here. And I got to tell you, John, I want to get your thoughts on this Amari Cooper thing first, but this now opens up the possibility of going wide receiver early on in the draft. Yeah, the Amari Cooper thing. I know there's some people that are looking at it and they're saying, "Man, twenty million dollars a year—that's a lot." Um, but I just, I always felt like he was going to be in that 18 to $20 million range just because that's where, you know, the wide receiver spot is going. Now he is second right now in terms of average per year on his contract at 20 million where, uh, Julio Jones is at 22. Uh, but right underneath him, uh, you know, you have guys like Odell Beckham and Tyreek Hill at 18 million a piece. And then 19.2 is Michael Thomas in new Orleans. And so, you know, at 25 years old, that's where the Cowboys saw Amari Cooper. I, I will also say this. It's interesting that he signed a five-year deal because, as you guys have probably seen, there's those reports out there that that's 
one of the biggest holdups in the Dak Prescott contract negotiations that uh, Dak and his representatives are looking for four years so that he can be back in the market in four years, obviously after guys like Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and whoever else you know, sign their deals and it raises the market again. Well, it, it sounds like the Cowboys are looking for a five-year deal like they just got done, uh, as, we're, as we're reporting with Amari Cooper. And so a five-year deal, one of the things, if you follow the Cowboys for a while, you know they like to push m- money around with long-term contract guys. And there's reports out now that uh, they've done that with Lyle Collins and Ezekiel Elliott's deals and restructures, which it pushes money down the line, but it gives you more money uh, at the current time uh, to maybe do some deals and, and move things around a little bit more. And that's one of the things, if you, you know, they've done this before with, they did it with Tony Romo, they've done it with guys like Witten and, and Zach Martin and, and Tyron Smith and that. And uh, it just gives guys more guaranteed money uh, right away, and then it pushes stuff back. So, uh, if they let, let a player go early, they have dead money, and, and it can put them in quote-unquote cap hell, which they were in uh, not not that long ago. Um, but a so five-year deal offers them that opportunity to where they could potentially do that with Amari's contract uh, in the future, maybe re- do a restructure and, and open some uh, more money up for some other players and, and, and all that. But uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's it, I don't think it's a bad deal at all. I think I think I think it looks pretty good on paper, and then the fact that you throw in there that the reports that are coming out that Washington offered even more um, and that he stayed with the Cowboys. It just it kind of speaks to what he's been saying, that he wants to be a Cowboy for life and that he really genuinely enjoyed being a Cowboy. He genuinely enjoyed playing with Dak Prescott. And now he's got a chance to do it uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, interesting the way this kind of opens up things for the offense now because, yeah, getting Cooper, you know, I think we all expected that to happen. We know that it needed to happen. I kind of thought Cobb was going to be back, but you know, with that money, you don't need to probably you don't need to pay Randall Cobb nine million dollars a year. You need to go find a cheaper uh, way to get him. I, I think this opens up that in the draft, to be honest. And look, there's three wide receivers in that first tier: uh, C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma, Henry Ruggs, uh, and Jerry Judy from Alabama. And I just get the vibe that one of those guys are going to be there, if not two of those guys are going to be there for you at seventeen. That's going to be really tempting. So this will be interesting to see how whether they go try to plug a wide receiver, whether they look, you know, at the cornerback market, try to add a corner. Um, you know, Anthony Brown's a guy who I would really love to see them keep. I, I think he's a very valuable player. I think because he was injured, I think he's cost himself money, you know, in free agency. So that's a name I think we should probably keep an eye on. I know you've heard whispers of Chris Harris. And the fact that he is following Dak on Instagram and things like that. But, you know, the way the Cowboys attack the rest of free agency would kind of give you a, a little bit of a better idea of how they are going to look at uh, the draft. Because I think now that Cobb's not here, I think wide receiver jumps up there with quarterback and defensive tackle. I mean, I think, I think of it, anyone who's been talking about that, that felt more pipe dreamish. Now I feel like it's very possible that wide receiver is an option at 17. It is, but they're still uh, they still have a decent amount of pieces. When you look at they just they're bringing back Blake Jarwin. Well, he was going to be back this year anyway, but they gave him an extension. So you got Blake Jarwin's going to be in the fold. Uh, you obviously have Michael Gallup. You have Amari Cooper. You have Ezekiel Elliott. And then, uh, as we've talked about many times on this show, that there's still more that can be used out of Tony Pollard. And so while if there's mm-hmm. a, a great receiver that they love at 17 that they just can't believe is there, I'm fine with it. But that's all I've been hearing is how deep this draft is is at receivers. So Who's to sit there and say that you can't still get a guy in the second or third round to pair with the rest of them 
Um, you know, I don't know, maybe like a KJ Hill or a Devin Duvernay or somebody like that who can, uh, you know, maybe step in and fill one of those roles in there. But so that's one of the interesting things is that there are going to be different levels in this draft where they can address it. But yeah, wide receiver jumps up there. It makes me wonder though, if they can maybe find another Randall Cobb type in this, in this class of free agents, because I say that because now that the NFL has come out and said that they're not going to allow any of these players to visit uh, teams right now. Um, there's going to be, you know, only so much they can do physical wise. And I, and I, and I wonder how much that's going to affect this, you know, second and third wave of free agency. I, I don't know at this time last year, I thought they would get Randall Cobb for one year and only $5 million. So maybe that there's something out there, a veteran receiver that they could possibly kick the tires on too, uh, just to kind of fill that spot so that they don't have to go in the draft, having a, a lean in that direction. But by all means, if one of those guys falls to 17, I'm not going to sit there and be too critical of it, but I still feel like not knowing what, what they're doing on defense right now, uh, my my 17 pick would be is pretty much still focused on defense. I like what you're saying there. You're kind of looking uh, at the list. There's a few names that might make sense. I don't know how much money they would spend, but a guy who I think would fit well in the Randall Cobb role, if it was a one-year deal, I would, I would hate to do any more than that because of his age. But, man, I think Emmanuel Sanders – Oh, uh, with the 49ers would be a perfect fit here. And he's going to be – he's 33 right now. Um, you know, you're, if you pay him one year, you're probably going to have to pay him 8 to $10 million. But that's just something – a guy who could seamlessly slide in, a guy who went to SMU. I think that would be a very good veteran player to get and uh, also just kind of help out with uh, some locker room things, although he's had have a history of kind of getting into it with guys uh, back in Denver. But – you know, he was huge for San Francisco this year. That's a name I'd like to see them take a look at. But, you know, it's – and that would that would sure up that position. And, you know, looking at the Cowboys, what they try to do, they try to plug holes in free agency. They try to kind of go bargain bin shopping most of the time. I think they'll probably do the same thing and try to trim down the number of needs. I mean, Lord knows they're still going to need defensive tackle help. They're going to need defensive line help. Uh, you know, and safety, you know, we've talked about all that, all those things, but uh, that's a name I think I would like to keep in mind. I, I think Eli Apple is a name. He's not, I'm not crazy about Eli Apple, but I think he's kind of a low risk type guy that you could try to sign as a cornerback too, to kind of help out. I think those are some names to kind of watch. Um, but man, I, I, I'm glad the Amari Cooper thing got done because I think this is full on chaos. If the Amari Cooper deal doesn't get done, you know, I think everyone's just kind of looking at, at Jerry and Steven going, what in the world have you guys been doing if that happens? So I thought that's huge that they got that deal done with the report that Washington was trying to get in the mix there as well. Uh, but if Mari wants to be here, and it seems like he sure does, man, I, I think that's excellent. It's great for the quarterback. I wish they would go ahead and extend the quarterback and get it over with. <laughs> um, but, but I feel really good about the offense going into next year, uh, even with all the question marks from the second half of last season. I'm just going to be negative here for a second about this. So All let's right, say bring it. let's say let's say Dak did get a, a deal done like where it's supposed to be. It's been reported. It's in the, in the neighborhood of uh, you know a golf Wentz deal, a little bit more than that. Whatever. If he signs a long term deal, he's going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. He's going to be the highest paid player in Cowboys franchise history. So we'll we'll put that in with mm-hmm. this Randall Cobb deal that just happened and Amari Cooper. And I just want to know, KT, can you explain to me how? With all this talent, they couldn't beat that terrible Eagles team in Week 16. 
I mean, and they had all those guys. Everybody was healthy and ready to go. I don't know. <laughs> I just keep thinking about that as I see these these numbers come in that these guys are getting. And then you mix in Byron Jones in there as well, and you're just kind of like, hmm. It certainly seems like this was a talented bunch. So, I mean, Blame is it on this Garrett. all going to be different Garrett. because it's a different coach? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's one, one way you could go with it. But it uh, it's not being lost on me because I just really felt like they were down the stretch run of last season, really poised with a lot of talent to make a run. And for them to lay the egg that they did, uh, it's a little bit disheartening. Well, I mean, the easy thing to do is just blame it on Jason. So, uh, I mean, that's the easy thing to do. Uh, you know, they look, they were in a funk. Um, and I don't know. I mean, the, the, there are the few things like not rushing into the game on fourth and eight. The, that's, that's, that's the type of thing that may, makes you have a little bit of pause about maybe giving $100 million to Amari Cooper, right? Like, hey, does he want to be in the game? But I, I think his injuries were such a big story last year, and hopefully he's healthy, you know, but uh, they, it had to happen. It had to happen. It had to happen for the quarterback. And, look, I, I'm not telling you they're going to go win the division this year. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable saying that. Um, but, I, but I do feel like the offense is – going to be really hard to stop and look you're counting on a few things i'm counting on zeke to have a bounce back year you're counting on travis frederick to be a little better you know in his second year back from injury you're you're counting on you know a lot of things by the way we should give them credit too for for the wow collins signing they got ahead of that if you're looking at some of these deals these offensive linemen are getting and sticking eric flowers i know he plays guard now but eric flowers is getting 10 million a year I mean, look at some of these deals the offensive linemen are getting. That that Lyle Collins deal, which was kind of questionable to me last year, that looks really good right now. And we should say this as well. Uh, reports are out that the Cowboys kind of restructuring the contracts of Zeke and Lyle Collins a little bit to kind of create a little more room to help out. So what's the next priority, John? Is it is it Robert Quinn? Is that the next thing on your list? Yeah, they need some, they need some pass rush help. I'm, I've always been kind of in the belief that uh, I'd rather have, I'd rather have the pass rush over the guys on the back end. If I have to pick between one or the two, I want them both, obviously. But if I have to pick between one or the other, I want the pressure player. And losing Robert Quinn, I think is is it just would be a significant blow. And I know that they're going to make a run at him. And I know fans keep bringing up Randy Gregory because of the way that the new collective bargaining agreements structured in terms of guys not being able to get suspended for positive marijuana tests and things like that but he has to apply for reinstatement first and, and there's still a ways to go there and, and you don't know what kind of shape he's in or, or and whatnot um but you know Dorrance armstrong's fine joe jackson's fine but you need another piece on the other other side of demarcus lawrence there and and you need a little bit more pass rush from your from your defensive tackles as well too and so uh, somehow this defensive line has got to be the next thing that, that that needs to be addressed and so if they can't get robert quinn somehow work a deal for some somebody because i don't think you can just go into the draft because and you look at what you can get at 17 and there's just not a lot of immediate impact pass rushers you're going to get at 17 maybe kinlaw falls there sure um you know maybe that maybe the kid from lsu chase on i think that's how you say his last name is that right mm-hmm. i yeah, mean maybe Kilvin, maybe Chase-on. somebody like that you know but i don't know that they're going to be an, an instant impact player like a robert quinn would be and so I mean, we have to see what his market's going to be in that, but I know that he is a priority. They would like to bring him back. So uh, for me, it is it is that defensive line. And, and if you get some solid pass rush up there, mix some things up, maybe blitz more than, than we've seen with, with Rod Marinelli's defenses in the past, 
then maybe maybe all of a sudden then you got some more pass rush there and, and, and you can kind of overcome the loss of, of a Byron Jones and maybe the secondary looks a little bit better then. Yeah, you know, I always have this like question in my head: What can help you more? Is it that first round pass rusher, first round? I guess if we're going to count Javon Kinlaw, first round defensive tackle, first round cornerback, first round wide receiver. Well, I don't know if you can just say unequivocally like what that answer is. A first round wide receiver makes me way more nervous in terms of immediate production than first round cornerback. I feel better about a first round cornerback stepping in and playing and and being there for me than I do a wide receiver just because timing and the chemistry that it takes that you have to, you know, for a cornerback, you're kind of just telling a guy, hey, go take away this part of the field or go go shut down this wide receiver. And for a wide receiver, there's a lot of more variables that go into it. So it's it's very interesting, man. I, I'm, I'm glad the Cooper deal got done. I did want him to be here. I, I'm, I didn't think a, a good thing to do would be to go into this draft and needing a number one wide receiver. I think they learned that lesson a couple of years ago. So you got that taken care of. I feel great about the offense. I love Randall Cobb and what he brought, but now that Cobb goes to the Texans, I am excited about potential youth movement. Would have been very happy if Randall Cobb came back at one year at $7 million, but at three years at $27 million, I don't have a lot of interest in Randall Cobb coming back to this team. So very excited about you know the potential to add some youth, to add some speed uh, at the wide receiver position, whether it's through the draft or whether it's through free agency, we'll see how they handle that, and and to see what else they do, man. As free agency goes on, it's uh never never. And by the way, all this stuff will be you know official you know later in the week. We're not even to a point where things can get official, so we've seen some things change over time as well. But as of right now, I feel really good about the offense, John. Really good. Yeah, and, and just for a hypothetical sake, just can you imagine if. He, let's say Amari Cooper does go top dollar and he and he goes to the Washington Redskins. It makes me wonder where the Cowboys are at receiver because uh, maybe they maybe they end up re-signing uh, Randall Cobb. Maybe that's why this deal with Randall Cobb, you know, kind of surfaced just within you know half hour after the Amari Cooper thing because maybe it, it made them move on. Like, hey, you know, we're not going to be able to you know give you that kind of money, Randall. But it would have been possibly on the table if Amari would have went elsewhere. Um, but yeah, they're they're in way way better shape right now having Amari back. Even if you do think that, I, I look at it this way: if you think twenty million a year is too much, what did you think you were going to get him for? Because even if you thought yeah, it was right. going to be a bargain at seventeen or eighteen, it's a couple million more to be significantly better at the position than you would be on the alternative, as far as I'm concerned. And so, uh, with that, you know, and and then also like you mentioned with you know a new coaching staff, you know, no longer you know, Jason Garrett's offense, you're going to, you're going to have somebody in here who just on, on change sake alone could be a spark for this offense. I think if you're a Cowboy fan, you got to be pretty content with what, what, what they did today. Yep. I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a good sign. And look, I'm also, I can't wait to, and we'll do this in the future here to kind of talk to you and, and Ken about these, you know, wide receiver class, because I legitimately think we're talking about four rounds deep in terms of contributors. So, you know, we can talk about getting sexy at 17 and hoping that, you know, uh, C.D. Lamb or Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy falls into your lap. But, man, realistically, we can talk about wide receivers in the second round, the third round. I mean, there are some guys who can really step in. The two guys you mentioned, K.J. Hill and Devin Duvernay, really good fits, you know, at that uh, wide receiver three, that slot wide receiver 
uh, you know, and, and the Cowboys offense has a lot of 11 personnel. I, I can't wait to talk about that as we get a little closer to the draft. And obviously, hey, we'll be back with uh, more if anything happens in free agency that's huge, whether they sign Robert Quinn, uh, maybe they make a trade, you know, maybe they get a deal done with Dak. John, myself, and Kent will be here to break it down with you. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you stay locked into The Athletic. Keep following John because he's going to have stories out because that's what he does. He's a writer. Guilty as charged. He's a writer. <laughs> and um, and Kent's uh, producing every podcast that The Athletic has. And that's not true. He's not doing every podcast The Athletic has. That's unrealistic. Almost, he's doing a lot almost all the NFL ones. Stay tuned to our uh, NFL power rankings feed on the athletic because we're, we, we, I don't get put out like 12 episodes there today, 12 breaking news episodes. We talked about the uh, DeAndre Hopkins thing, uh, a lot of, a lot of good stuff coming out of there from different teams other than the Cowboys. So if you just want NFL updates and tune into that power rankings feed on the athletic. All right, all right, all right. I don't know why I just turned into Matthew McConaughey. Um, All right, so Amari Cooper's here. The offense looks good. Things are happening. Free agency will continue, and we will be back next time. For Kent Garrison, for Father John Bashota, I'm Kevin KT Turner. We'll be back with more Cowboys news next time on About Them Cowboys. Cowboys.